SAFM Sports Wrap. Six thirty on SAFM. South Africa's news and information leader. Hello and welcome to another edition of SAFM Sports Wrap. Delighted to be with you as uh, we talk sport to the top of the hour. Uh, we've got plenty of serious things to discuss on the show today, and indeed we'll go through a couple of serious sports stories as well. When I talk about serious, I mean uh, indeed the South African Sport Commission and Olympic uh, Committee. It's it's very much under the spotlight. The Ministerial Committee of Inquiry into Sascox uh, governance and uh, maladministration or alleged maladministration is underway. It started on Monday, and uh, it's around about time that we actually get an update on what's been happening. We'll chat to Vilay Lembuli. He's been covering all the uh, inquiry of what's been happening, all the allegations, all the submissions that are being made to the inquiry, all the testimony that is being provided. He's listened to it all, and he'll try to break it down for us. So we might carry on just a little in terms of getting into the nitty-gritty of this with Vilay Lembuli on the show tonight. We're also going to be talking uh, Kaiser Chiefs and Ryan Moon. Ryan Moon has been one of the scintillating performers of recent times. He's hit a purple patch, four goals in his last five games. He'll uh, catch up with the younger brother of Bryce Moon. She, you know, you know how many times I get confused when I when I'm talking about Bryce or I'm talking about Ryan, and I find myself calling them Brian. Together they are Brian, Bryce, and Ryan. But uh, indeed, they are performers in their own right. And Ryan Moon, the younger of the brothers, is going to be joining me on the show uh, in a little while. But let's get into your sports news. What's been happening? Pre-race favourites Andy Burkett, Hank McGregor and the Peak Sisters, Jordan and Connor, took the respective men's and women's Stage 1 honours in today's first stage of the 2018 Doozy Canoe Marathon. Racing on medium-level Ndoozy River under cool and overcast skies. The strong elite field quickly became a case of trying to catch Eurosteel's Burkett and McGregor as they led the men's race from start to finish. Christy McKenzie and Bridget Hartley, though, set a blistering early pace in the women's race, but the Peak Sisters took them into the lead uh, after a swim at Ernie Pierce uh, Weir and then find themselves uh, on the back foot from the in- initial boat, but their running got them into the lead eventually over uh, Hartley and McKenzie. Cricket news, it stumps on day one of the Sunfoil series matches. Cape Cobra's 355 for four against the Lions in Paul. The Knights reached 304 for seven against the Titans in Bloemfontein. And the Warriors 100 for four in reply to the Dolphins 145 all out in Port Elizabeth. Further afield, Sri Lanka beat Bangladesh by six wickets with 20 balls remaining in the first one-day uh, T20 international rather in Mirpur. The Tigers posting 193 for five in their 20 overs before Sri Lanka replied with 194 for four. Football news, Ajax Cape Town have dismissed their utility player Owen Isaacs with immediate effect. It's understood that the 31-year-old Isaacs was given the boot earlier today following an internal disciplinary hearing regarding a theft case which transpired at Ikumva on Saturday. Kickoff.com is reporting that Isaacs allegedly stole a pair of soccer boots belonging to Ajax's former Dutch mentor, Fopa de Haan. Rugby news. Four players are set to make their Stormers debut in the Super Rugby season opener against the Haguaris at Newlands on Saturday. Raymond Rule, Carlo Husadi, George Whitehead and JJ Engelbracht are all set to make their first appearance for the Stormers with Rule starting on the left wing. Prop Sadi, fly half Whitehead and utility back Engelbracht on the bench. Rule forms part of a dynamic back three with Sibylla Sonatla and Dylan Late. While Damien Dalenda and Emil Fulyuns uh, start in uh, centre positions outside the half-back pairing of Gevald Dibenach and Damien Willemse. Captain Siokolisi joined by Nizam Khan and Kurbis Visa in the loose trio with lock pairing uh, J.D. Schickerling and Chris Van Sales starting behind an all-springbok front row Volko Lowe, Bongo Mbonambi and Stephen Kitsov. Meanwhile, the Sharks have left Kermit Bosch uh, on the bench with Dan Dupria and Springbok prop Tendaim Tawarira for this uh, first Super Rugby uh, clash of the season against the Lions in Johannesburg. Uh, Luazim Volvo has been backed at fullback with fly-off Robert Dupria and wing Makazoli Mapimpi making their debuts for the team. Rowan Buerta leads a general, uh, generally very experienced pack with Philip van der Waal and Andre Estreisen both named to start following their Japanese club commitments during the off-season. 
I can tell you as well that uh, having fully recovered from his groin injury that kept him out for most of last season, eighth man Warren Whiteley returns to lead the Lions against the Sharks. Springboks, Andres Kutsia, Lionel Mabwe, uh, Elton Yankees, Ross Cronier, Franco Mostert, Ruan Malcolm Marks also included in the starting lineup. Brian Jansel and Rensburg, meanwhile, has to be content with a place on the bench with coach Swayze de Brain backing Harold Forster in the number 12 jersey. Jacques van Rooyen, meanwhile, will earn his 50th cap for the franchise when he starts in the number one jersey. Golf, JC Ritchie felt it all coming together at the Dimension Data Pro-Am today, carding a fine 7 under par 66 on the links at Fancourt. The tournament is played on all three courses at Fancourt. The links, Montague and Otanique, with the final cut uh, made after the third. Uh, he leads at the moment uh, to share with uh, Vaughan Grunebalt, Toby Tree of England, and Garth Mulroy as well. A couple of Winter Olympic uh, results from Pyeongchang career today. American Michaela Schriffen got off to a dream start in a quest to win multiple gold at the Games. She stormed a victory in the giant slalom. A stunning second lap uh, by Norway's Ragnhild Haga saw her claim Olympic gold in the women's cross-country 10-kilometer. Sweden's Hanna Uberg made all 20 shots to pull off a shock victory in the women's Olympic 15-kilometer individual biathlon. Canada's Ted Jan Blumen produced an inspired display of impeccable technique to claim skating gold in the men's 10,000-meter. And Sochi silver medalist Sven Kramer of the Netherlands, one of the favorites for gold, finished uh, sixth in that race. Then I can tell you, Pierre Voltier retained his snowboard cross gold medal title following a dramatic final as the Frenchman crossed the line ahead of Australia's Jared Hughes and Spain's uh, Regino Hernandez. But born in Ukraine and France, respectively. Aliona Sevchenko and Bruno Masso claimed both a pair's free skate world record and an Olympic gold medal for Germany as they rallied from fourth place to the top of the podium. That's your sports news. SAFM Sports Wrap. SFM South Africa's news and information leader. Let's talk football now and talking Kaiser Chiefs specifically because uh, they're a side that not only advanced to the last 16 in the Nedbank Cup, but they now focus their attention back on the league. Big game of the weekend as they lie seven points behind Mamelodi Sundowns, who are the log leaders in the Absa Premiership, is a critical clash between Cape Town City and Kaiser Chiefs on Saturday night. Now, on the line is a man who scored four goals in his last five games for the Amakosi. Delighted to welcome, of course, Ryan Moon. Ryan, thanks for joining us. Good evening. Good evening and thanks for having me on the show. It's a pleasure to be here. It's great to chat to you again. Uh, I know in years gone by, of course, chatted to your brother Bryce on numerous occasions, uh, but an opportunity to catch up with the young moon that has taken South Africa by storm. I mean, your your grandfather Ronald played, your dad Patrick played, your your brother Bryce played. Do, do you feel you're stepping out of that shadow of, the, uh, of your other family members with your time now at Chiefs? Yeah, I'd like to think so. I'd like to think I'm uplifting the family name, of course. I think Bryce, obviously, and my dad says, I understand it. So I think for me, it's just to continue the legacy and continue to, having, to, continue to play well, I guess. I tell you, it's, uh, it looks to me that, that you're finding yourself in a, a very much a, a purple patch at the moment. How, how are you feeling when you step out of the pitch? I mean, you seem to have a confidence that says, I know I'm going to score today uh, to, to your opponents. I mean, is that, is that how you feel? Yeah, it feels great, obviously, to, to, to start with one of the biggest teams in Africa, if not the biggest team in Africa, you know, and uh, it's always an honor to play for Chiefs. Um, I feel great to be scoring, and uh, yeah, the strike, I think you've got to visualize scoring. You have to always think that you're going to score. I don't think any striker goes into the game not wanting to score, <laughs> so I think it's important for us strikers to have that uh, understanding that we want to score and want more goals. Okay, well, uh, there's, there's clearly nothing wrong with your mindset and the way you're playing. But you also seem very technically gifted. I mean, I, I watch you play and I've watched you play ever since, uh, you know, before you were, you were a regular at any given team. And you showed technical ability from a very young age. That seems to be almost inherent in your game. But 
you you also would know what your strengths and your weaknesses are. Is there anything you're working on at the moment just to try to improve your overall game? I think I work on everything. Even things that I'm good at, I think I continue to work on it. I continue to want to be better at it. I mean, if I want to be the best, I have to continue to work hard. And, and every day I'm doing something different, whether it's finishing finishing from crosses, finishing from penalty spot, finishing from, from wherever on the field it is, and just understanding the game and, and wanting to improve more. I think that's the most important thing. And not being satisfied with what, I, with what I've produced thus far and just wanting to continue to work hard and, and better my game overall. I mean, the headers, there's nothing wrong with the headers because in the league, it looks like you're just banging in the headers. But uh, your, your cup goal, of course, came off the, <laughs> off the boot with, uh, with a really, really quick, uh, quick reaction. Was it, was it good to actually score something different from a different play as well? <laughs> yeah, it was always great to score like that. But I mean, as a striker, whether it hits your, it hits your rubber, it hits your, it hits your palm, it hits your nose, a goal's a goal at the end of the day, you know what I mean? So, for me, it's important just to get in the score sheet. Wherever it comes, I'll be ready to score. If it's at my feet, if it's my head, it's just important to score goals. That's what's important. Yeah, indeed. I mean, Sean Bartlett has a goal registered to him that he scored off his bum. Siobonga Nomvete scored one off his bum. He scored <laughs> one off his thigh as well yeah. that he knew nothing about. But yeah. they all count. They exactly. all count. But let's talk about uh, exactly. the team at large. I mean, uh, you know, players like uh, players around you as well. I mean, uh, particularly in defence. I know Daniel Cardoso and Itumil Kuna are just two players who've had rather injury-ravaged careers. But they really seem to be enjoying their game time at the moment. Do you feel there's a, there's a, there's a good sense of, of, of where the team is and the fact that you've had fewer injuries than you might have liked? I know some players have had injuries, but in settled positions, it allows the team to sort of settle into uh, a rhythm that you've found in the second half of the season? I think it's I think it's great so far. I think we have healthy competition in every position, from goalkeeper, you have two brilliant goalkeepers, or actually four brilliant goalkeepers, and then all the way up to striker, where I have competition with Gustavo Paez, Leonardo Castro, and Bernard Parker. And I think it's, it's, it's only good for, for guys that choose that we have this competition, healthy competition helps the team moving forward. And uh, as you can see, our results have, have been going our way. I mean, if you look at the whole season in large, we've only lost three games. It's just about giving away certain games. So I think so far it's good that we have everybody fit and healthy. And uh, moving forward, it's, it's good for the team. And obviously the coach, it's good for him to have to, to able to select a team that, that's fully fit and, and working for, for one goal. Yeah, indeed. Uh, certainly, the uh, the defence is the best in the league as well at the moment. Is uh, is, is the Kaiser Chiefs' defence? But in terms yeah. of scoring goals, Ryan, I mean, there does seem to be a significant shift in the way uh, Chiefs started and the way uh, you sort of kicked on from, I'd say, middle of December. What was the sort of switch? Was there a was there a switch where suddenly something clicked? We always we were attacking teams first and foremost, so we always knew the goals would come. They were just we just had a bit of a, a dry patch where it was one no, one no. But I mean now we seem to slowly start moving moving forward and I think the goals are slowly starting to come in now. Everybody wants to score. Everybody wants to be at the score seat from, from your centre back to your midfielder and strikers. So I think that that's that's cool. that's great that you have everybody wanting to score, wanting to defend and uh, that can only help the team, you know, and I think it's good so far. Yeah, indeed, and I would imagine as well from a from an experienced perspective to have somebody like Bernard Parker back from injury must be a blessing as well. Yeah, it's great to have someone like Bernard Parker. I mean, I'm very close with him, and uh, I, I I tend to to listen to him a lot, and he gives a lot of advice to me, which I'm grateful for. To have someone that he's caliber back, I think that, that's a great motive, great motivation and boost for the coach and for the players as well.
Okay, let's talk about a couple of other things. Cape Town City are coming up. It's a, it's a, it's a very serious game for uh, both you and Cape Town City in terms of league title ambitions. But uh, Cape Town City coming into this game without their suspended captain, Robin Johannes, perhaps uh, leaving them uh, a little short. Yeah, Robin Johannes is a great player. Obviously, Cape Town City will miss him. But I mean, for us not to focus on individual players, we focus on the team as a whole. They're a great team. They have a good coach. And uh, for us, it's to, to execute our game plan. It's for us to stay calm and give them the respect they deserve. And uh, definitely want to win. I'm sure they also want to win. I think whoever wins this one will definitely push closer to, to challenge for the league title and, and close the gap for between us and Sundowns. So I think it's important to go into this one with the good mindset and let training take over and get the three points. Just on the point of personnel, though, I know Willard Katsanda had to have a little bit of surgery on his uh, on his face after uh, after a, a swinging arm towards the end of your your cup game the other day. But is is the news that he's going to play, or is yet undecided? Well, for, from what I know, it's very hard to keep Willard Katsanda down. You know, you got to <laughs> almost put him in a put him in a cage if you don't want that man to play. But you just got to wait and see, and, and the doctors will give the final go ahead. I think by tomorrow, the doctors should let us know if he can play or not. But, I mean, obviously, we'd love to have him starting. There's exactly a third of the season left in the league. How are you as Kaiser Chiefs breaking down the final 10 games? I think it's important for us to take it a game at a time, one game at a time, not being too far ahead. Every game, the cup final, every every team that plays Chiefs, they, they lift their game to, to another level. So it's important for us to, to take one game at a time. We have Cape Town City this week. We get the three points and move on. And I think now towards the business end of the season, I think a win's a win. There's no one, no one's going to say you want ugly or you want beautiful. Three points is, is what matters most. So I think that's important for us now, getting three points, no matter how we get the three points. Yeah, no, listen, the only reason Supersport United won three successive league titles was that they won ugly on numerous occasions, ground out some wins with Morgan, <laughs> Morgan Gould headers, and then sat back for the rest of the game. But, yeah. but as you say, I mean, a win is a win. It doesn't, there's no, no comments column after that, I suppose. But look, exactly. in terms of pressure, though, uh, Ryan, I mean, you know, I know your coach has said he'll, he'll give his life for Chiefs to win a trophy. Uh, some of the players I've spoken to have spoken about pressure that, that, that you feel to do it for yourselves, to do it for the fans, to do it for the club and you know to do it for Steve Gumbella the coach as well but how do you deal with that pressure at the moment what's it like for you well for me it's all about staying calm I think it's, I think the coach the coach helps us young a lot in terms of trying to, keeping us calm as 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 with the senior players as well I think for for me now it's not to put too much pressure on myself and you know it's just I know what I'm good at and, and focus on that focus on scoring goals and helping the team you know I'd love for the coach to win a trophy I'd love for the fans to win a trophy and I'd love to win a trophy for myself you know it's a dream so I think for now it's just to focus focus on our goal at hand focus on one game at a time like I said and uh, continue to do well for the club and, and you know part in the field and give 120% you know if you, if you break a leg you break a leg you got to fight for the badge I mean it's a, it's a big team and supporters expect big things so we have to continue to work hard Talk about winning titles, though. I mean, there's still two t- trophies available, effectively, exactly, for you yeah. to win this season. I mean, Nedbank yeah. Cup draw later tonight. Are you partial to drawing any team, or are you just hoping to get a home draw, for example? No, any any team we get, we got a, any team we get. If you want to win the cup, you got to face anybody, you know. And uh, I think it'll be nice to get a home draw. Obviously, it's always good to get a home draw. But whoever comes away, we got to be we got to be ready to take it on. 
And uh, yeah, there's two cups available as a league and, and the net bank has 30 points still available. And it's 10 games, 30 points. So I think it's important for us to just keep pushing and push for both, push for both cups, you know. The league's far from over. Indeed it is. Well, uh, Ryan Moon, time is against us, unfortunately. I'd love to chat to you for far longer, but best of luck certainly against Cape Town City and indeed whoever you draw tonight in the Ned Bank Cup. Thank you very much. SAFM Sports Wrap. SFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Now, plenty to talk about with the South African Sports Confederation and Olympic Committee. They're uh, very much under the spotlight in the Ministerial Committee of Inquiry into Saskatchewan's governance at Ellis Park Stadium. A man who's been following all the action is SABC's Vili Limbuli. Delighted to welcome on the line. Vili, thanks for joining us. Good evening. Uh, good evening, Dwayne, and also to the listeners. It's good to chat to you again. Uh, but now, just to before we get into anything uh, very serious, just to dedicate, uh, show your dedication and commitment to uh, sport and indeed the professionalism that you show, uh, I wish to wish you a happy birthday. But, you know, I, I refuse to work on my birthday. You instead have sat through several hours of commentary and uh, conferences and talks and all sorts of, uh, all sorts of things today. You've, uh, you've had to digest quite a bit. So, happy birthday. Uh, thanks, Didi. It's been, it's been a long day, and uh, unfortunately for us, it's always been uh, a working birthday uh, um, for as long as I can remember in the past few years, and today was no different. Uh, but uh, it's what we enjoy, um, I guess, um, getting to provide the listeners with the latest on the world of sport. Uh, you know, it's the one day of the year that I refuse to work, my birthday. I'll work on Christmas Day, on New Year's Day, I'll work on any day, but my birthday, I do not work. Now that said, uh, you have been putting in the work certainly. Uh, lots that you've you've uh, you've had to digest over the last few days certainly. But what are the basics that actually have emerged from the inquiry so far? Yes, uh, today uh, we've had four uh, witnesses today uh, that would make it twelve, adding to the eight um, from the first day. The first day uh, we had. Uh, eight witnesses, and uh, I think the most interesting witnesses on the opening day um, was um, Mrs. Desri uh, Vardhan, and and also um, I think the second one definitely would have to be uh, Miss Lorraine Lane. Ms. Lorraine Lane, she's a former board member um, of Athletics South Africa. You recall um, the, the board that had Elena Chen as the president. I do, yes, yeah. Uh, yes, uh, when her Casta Semenya, there were issues with her in the Berlin World Championships, the item World Championships. Uh, she was part of that board, um, which was eventually suspended uh, by Saskok, and uh, she took Saskok to court. And uh, so she made some startling revelations um, on that day, linking the current Saskok president, Gideon Sam. Uh, to a sports marketing company, uh, Accelerate um, Sport, um, which works with the different federations. And she went as far as uh, alleging that uh, Gideon Sam, um, his name appears on the letterhead of uh, Accelerate Sport, uh, something that is prohibited, I'm sure, um, by the governing policy um, of SASCOC. And also she went on to make further allegations um, to say Gideon Sam again, and uh, some other board members at Saskok, they were part of the National Notary Distribution Trust Fund. Now, this is the committee that decides, uh, in fact, that sits there to receive 
the request uh, coming from different institutions, be it uh, clubs, be it community clubs, be it um, regional uh, federations and, and all of them. And then they approve which ones should be getting uh, the monies um, f- from Lotto. And previously, Sasco has also been beneficiaries um, to, to, to these programs. So she, so she alleges also there a, con- a conflict of interest. So there's been some revelation. But then coming to uh, Mrs. Vardhan, um, now you know about the allegations against the current, in fact, the former subcock uh, CEO Tabi Reddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was suspended last year in July, and eventually last month um, he was uh, dismissed as subcock CEO after the disciplinary committee um, found him guilty, something that is still challenging because he never sat in front of that disciplinary committee uh, to, to defend himself. So the story goes that uh, this is the lady that had uh, made, in fact, that had uh, reported the uh, sexual harassment charges um, against him. And uh, she did testify, but she testified on camera uh, for that other part, which is something very serious, uh, this allegation. But you see, I learned something today, Didi. Um, something about separating from f- separating sex from fiction. Because one of the things Ms. Varnhan spoke about um, as the manager of the coaching framework, uh, South Coast, uh, South Coast, uh, coaching framework uh, unit, she spoke about uh, being only allocated 200,000 rands um, in her budget. I think it was around 2014 or 2013, somewhere there, when actually that Sascock received 2.4 million rands uh, from, from from the National Department of Sport. She didn't correct that, because today it transpired that, uh, because I, and I was shown even emails where you can see that it's 200,000 rands per month, which amounts to 2, 2.4 million rands uh, annually. And there's even an email to that effect sent in June last year to, to, to her. So it's, it's very important to separate sex uh, from fiction, but not to say that there's been no sex so far in this uh, inquiry. Okay. Ultimately, though, I think uh, Saskok is taking a bit of a, a bit of a, a, a hammering in terms of its brand, in terms of, um, of of how it's being viewed by the public and certainly by some of the athletes as well. But how does this impact the athletes or their participation in the Commonwealth Games, if if at all, as an example? Yeah. No. 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 Without a doubt. In fact, today. Two of the witnesses that were there, it was a patient, Shikwambana, and she's the acting Saskok CEO, and also Ezra Chavango, and Ezra, she's the high performance manager at Saskok currently. Uh, I did ask a patient on how is this impacting the team, because the team is leaving very soon, and they are going to the Commonwealth Games in the Gold Coast in Australia, and a team has been selected already. So I try to ask her, because sometimes they'll try and, and, and be diplomatic uh, when you ask these questions. And she said, no, preparations are going well, everything is fine. Um, but you see, there are a lot of issues uh, around this. Because when, fortunately, I did have an interview with some other people, because what I've observed is that the board is divided. Um, there's 14 board members, you've got seven this side, and you've got seven this side. And so... When the board where the president uh, is going to side, 
whenever they meet, they don't correct. This past weekend, Saskok was supposed to have an AGM meeting. Uh, That's right, yes. And it was changed to a general meeting. It was changed to a general meeting because uh, the calling of the AGM was unconstitutional mm. uh, because there's no audited financials. So surely, surely in that AGM, there are things that will pertain to team preparation that would have been uh, discussed. So the, 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 also, the point I'm also going to is that there's this case against the uh, Tabi Reddy, uh, the former CFO, Vinesh Maharaj, uh, Tabi Reddy is the former senior manager in his office, uh, Jean Kelly. That case, apparently, Saskok went into parliament and they alleged that, uh, in fact, they, they reported that uh, the case has cost them 2.9 million rand um, because they are dealing with uh, not to know the, the, the legal firm. But there are these other people who sell Saskok as well, and the volleyball on Monday, Chris Reddy from volleyball, he presented that that is not true. They have spent 6.2 million rand already. Um, in, in legal fees. And the story goes that Commonwealth allocates you 10 million rands um, with your team to come to the uh, Commonwealth Games and, 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 and prepare. Now, from that 10 million rands, they've spent over 6 million rands in legal fees. So would you say hey, it's just been a smooth operation in terms of preparing for the Commonwealth Games? Uh, but aside from that, I mean, is, is the fact that we're seeing situations now where, uh, you know, certain swimmers don't want to come back from the United States to represent South Africa at the Commonwealth Games for various reasons. Some, some are pointing to the sort of mal, maladministration or, or, or alleged maladministration of Saskok and uh, what others have termed sort of Mickey Mouse games that uh, refer back to the tracksuits that were uh, ill-fitting. At, uh, at previous international events, for example. And you've got somebody like Chad Leclerc speaking out about how difficult it is for him to be amongst the, the, the most uh, meddled of all uh, athletes at the Commonwealth Games, which he could very well have achieved had South Africa had a had a, uh, a relay team for him to swim with, but it's looking likely that we won't have a relay team. I mean, there's just so much that continues to, to come out of this and so many fingers that you might be able to attribute back to uh, a central or a, a, a common uh, common link, and the common link does seem to be Saskok at the moment. Yeah, no, certainly, certainly. Uh, even though you see there, this is the part that also involves swimming. Um, now you'll also like to find out where does this leave swimming South Africa? But then again, you think about Commonwealth Games and the Olympics, and those are the specific areas uh, of Saskok as well. And it, it is difficult not to distance. Um, Saskok uh, from, from from those two. But what is clear, what is clear, um, is that in this fight between the board um, of Saskok and also some federations, what is clear is that there is a problem at Saskok where federations don't seem to be singing the same tune with the president Gideon Sam and and his crew. Yes, and it appears as if uh, Gideon Sam's crew is coming from. Uh, the national provincial councils, which is, and and then you've got um, federations aside. For instance, Alex Kosana of Athletics South Africa, he was part of the board and he was removed from the board. This past weekend, I understand that the charge uh, coming from the the federations was led by football and cricket South Africa. Billy Jordan was also there. Uh, so these are the people that were uh, challenging South Cork. And the story goes further to say, in fact, today, uh, one of the damning revelations uh, coming from there, it was around the issue of uh, gymnastics. 
there's this report um, uh, that, that is out there uh, on, on gymnastics, and apparently for six years that report has been out there, and Saskatoon is not doing anything about it. And there's a lawyer that was there today presenting this case, going as far as to allege that Gideon Sam made sure that this is not investigated because it implicates a friend of his who was heading a gymnastics at the time, a certain Mr. Barron. So th- these are the problems. You've got a problem of federations not seeing eye to eye with Sascock, and you also have um, a problem where even the legitimacy of this board, of the current board of Sascock, um, is being challenged. In fact, this week, I don't know how many times I've been speaking to different board members, uh, DD, who don't feel part. Uh, Vilila, look, time is against us at the moment, but h- how long is this inquiry expected to uh, continue briefly? I mean, h- uh, when, are we, when are we likely to find uh, the, the, the eventual hearings of this Ministerial Committee of Inquiry? Um, it's starting, in fact, yeah, it started this week. Uh, so we're supposed to go back on Monday, but it uh, doesn't look like it's going to fit on Monday. Uh, it will fit the following, it's not going to fit the whole of next week, uh, but I, I think it will end uh, towards the end of next month. Sure. Well, that's uh, cutting it fine, particularly when you consider the, the Commonwealth Games starts in the first week of April. But Velilimbuli, thank you so much for your insights and opinions. Sure, SAFM Sports Wrap. Time is running against us, so uh, that's where we're going to have to leave it tonight with uh, Vili Limbuli. Hopefully later this week we'll catch up with uh, Vilile as well. Uh, that's what we've got time for then on uh, the Sports Wrap show tonight. We encourage you to get in touch with us. SFM Radio on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Now, Lady Muller and Criselda Dudamash are going to be up after the news with the talk shop. You can catch more sport tomorrow morning. Janet Whitten on AM Live. Brad Brown in tomorrow between 6.30 and 7. I'll be back on Monday, but from the uh, Sports Wrap team tonight, producer Luyo Limkalipi, sound engineer Zelma Klebe and me, Dwayne DeLocke. Have a lovely evening. Cheers. It's 7 o'clock.